What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 115. On this episode, uh, we are joined by Rusty and then we are joined by Koopy. So first we talk about our Patreon, our merch shop right off the top. Then Rusty calls in. He explains how his son was born, his third child. It's a cool story. Uh, and then we talk about the new Pokemon game, uh, this game tycoon game i want to buy but haven't um and then on the last half koopy steps in to do a top five favorite thanksgiving food draft i get all my favorites so it worked out pretty well um and then uh we discuss some of our thanksgiving plans so anyway thanks for checking us out a podcast with mo What up? And I'm about to give Rusty a call. First, I need to tell you about patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Go there. Give any amount of money. You'll get early access to the podcast. Um, For instance, Monday's episode came out five days early. Some episodes aren't as early. But either way, uh, give some money. Get early episodes. You can get shouted out like Jay, Marshall the Darmanisha Bear, Hurricane Haynes. Pow Wow and my mom because they're co-producers. You could also be a co-producer. Put it on your resume. Um, go to podchasers.com. Put on that motherfucker. You're a producer, by the way. That's a new website I found. I'll fucking verify it. You're a goddamn producer. You pay for it. So anyway, um, also for real fucking items, you can go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. I have links to both of those, of course, in this podcast description. Um, you can buy some t-shirts. We have the normal podcast logo, the spinoff podcast logo, and the Internet Friends logo, which is my new album coming out December 13th. Um, so go there if you're interested in any of that. Um, we got them on shirts and hoodies, cups, uh, coffee cups, stuff like that. So anyway, um, let me give Rusty a call. Hello, hello. Hey, what's up, cuz? Uh, not much, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got one more day of work from the time of this recording, and then I have a whole week off. Oh, yeah. So I'm almost That's- there. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. I got a uh, so so since my baby was born early, I got I'm off till the second of December, and then I got to work that week, and then I'm off for the rest of the year. So right on, right on. So yeah, there a couple reasons you're here, but the main one, so I say we should get into it, is you had your first son this week, right? I believe it was mm-hmm, a boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you're on our Discord. If people don't know, we have a Discord for the podcast. Um, you should join, and you could be one of our friends uh and you were just like uh hey my wife went into labor <laughs> and i didn't really look at anything else you've posted because i knew you like on facebook and stuff because i knew you would uh call in here and explain to me what happened so how did that shit all go down yeah so our due date was uh the 26th so so we're you know about a week early uh but i got up that morning and it was like any other morning, you know, I get up, I, I read, I pray with my wife, uh, and then I go to the gym and she kind of hangs out with the the kids and stuff. And I asked her like, Hey, how'd you sleep last night and stuff? She goes, Oh, about usual, you know, nothing, nothing major. Nothing was out of, out of whack. So I go to the gym and, uh, about seven I'm getting ready to leave to go to work. She calls me and she goes, man, I'm getting like this lower stomach pain, you know, she's like, uh, I don't know. You, do you think I need to go into the hospital or something? And I'm like, well, are you having contractions? Right. Cause, cause with pregnancies, I think like five minutes apart is where contractions are kind of like a sign that, Hey, you need to get to the hospital and stuff, right? right? The baby's coming. I'm aware of this because I've watched the office multiple times. <laughs> there you go. And there's an episode <laughs> in which, uh, yeah, it's brought up. But, uh, so, so yeah, uh, so she's like, no, you know, I've had like three and they're like nine minutes apart. I was like, oh, well, could it be just like gas or something? Right. Like, you know, how you get that gas pain in your, your lower stomach. Uh, anyway, so I was like, I was like, could it be something like that? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I was hoping you'd have an idea. I was like, well, you know, maybe talk to somebody that's had a baby before, like call your mom, you know, right. Uh, talk, talk to her. She might be a little more informed. 
anyways, uh, so so she calls her mom and she's talking to her. Mom's like, well, maybe you're going into labor, right? Like, you know, maybe that's happening. Anyways, uh, I'm at work at this time. So, so it's like 830. I get a call from my wife and she's like, she's like, I'm, I need you to come home. Can you come home? Like, I'm having a hard time taking care of these kids, like getting them breakfast. I just hurt, you know, trying to clean up around the house. It just hurts. I was like, yeah, you know, I got a laptop. I'm going to, I'm going to head home and I can work from home today. But no big deal. Right. So, uh, I'm leisurely driving home and, uh, I'm, I'm about like, I'm about to turn into my neighborhood. So I'm like, you know, two minutes away from getting into the house and my father-in-law calls and he's like, he's like, where are you? I go, well, I'm heading home to be with Lindsay. And he, he goes, we got her on the other line and I think she's going into labor and you need to hurry up and get there. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a minute and a half, two minutes away. Like I'll be there really soon. He's like, he's like, well, she doesn't need to be alone. Like, just hurry up and get there if you can. I'm, I think she's in labor. Should I call 911? And I was like, well, if you think she's in labor, yes. Yes, call 911. Right. Do that. And uh, so, so he hangs up with me so he can call 911. And uh, I get home. And my wife is on the couch. And she's like sweating and she's crying. And she said, she goes, the contractions are coming and I can't stop pushing. Like the pain is just making her body pushing and and contract. Right. And, uh, I was like, Oh geez. Right. And so she's on the phone with her mom and they're on speaker, like her, her mom's on speaker. So I can hear her dad talking to the nine one one person. And so then the nine one one person starts talking to me through the phone as like, you need to get her on the floor. Like, Get a get towels ready, dry towels. Get blankets. Um, get some string to tie off the umbilical cord and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I gonna have to deliver this child? So like, I'm sitting there and I'm getting everything ready. I get her on the floor, and like, the person's like, do you see any part of the baby? And so like, I'm I'm like getting an up close look at my wife, uh, you know, making right. sure no part of the baby's coming out, and. Uh, like they're like the paramedics are on the way, but like you, you got to be ready to deliver this baby. I was like, oh, so, uh, anyways, my I I'm looking for body parts on my wife's water breaks, and uh, that that's a that's a sight. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, so so it breaks, and then all of a sudden, like after her water breaks, uh, the the paramedics come in the house, and they're like they're like. Uh, you know, they, they look and, and they kind of survey to make sure that I have the towels and everything. And, and then they go and they get their pack and they're opening the pack. And this one female paramedic, she bends down and like, cause my wife's in the middle of a contraction. So she bends down there and then just comes up with the baby. <laughs> the paramedics were at our house for maybe a minute, maybe two minutes max. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and this baby was born in our living room floor. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was crazy. Right. It was I mean, a crazy day. you always think that's going to happen since you probably watch, you know, that saved by the bell episode in which they deliver the baby in the elevator or whatever. Like it's, oh, in, yeah. it's in every TV <laughs> show when we're growing up, right? Like that'll happen to you, but chances of it actually happening aren't very high. Like right. very free people, you know, of that happened to. So yeah, that is crazy. Um, I was born two months early, but they at least got to a hospital. So yeah, I, I mean, they so we had we had the my wife's doctor told us she goes really like we should probably set a a inducing date about a week ahead of your due date next time and just induce the baby early to make sure that you're at the hospital right because uh, because my wife said from the first time she felt pain which was at seven thirty uh, that morning. So if if you can think that that's the start of labor, right? Right. Uh, we had the baby at, at just after nine o'clock, so she was only in labor for an hour and a half, which is kind of rare. Right. Uh, which I think they say mo- like the more you have, though, doesn't labor normally get shorter? Or is right. that just like and, a wide still? I don't know. Well, so so I always like they say that, 
but I don't, I've never seen like research to suggest it, but you know, if I were to compare my personal experience, I say that it's probably accurate because our first child was uh, six hours of labor. Uh, second child was, I believe, four, and and now this one was one and a half. So the next one will just be like right under an hour. Just knock it out. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, hopefully not. I'm just like I'm glad I didn't try to like drive her to the hospital or something. Right, right? And like delivered it in the car. I don't, I, I'd hate to I'd hate to pull over on like I-15, which is you know busy busy highway going through Salt Lake. Uh, pull over on it and have to deliver a baby on the side of the road. Whew. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that is wild for sure. Um, and it's like right here, right before Thanksgiving. So you know, it kind of works yeah. in there for the whole Thanksgiving thing. Um, yeah, because you know, if the baby were to have come on the the twenty sixth or so. I might have uh, missed some Thanksgiving food, so right. You don't you want know, to do that. He, yeah, he he was lucky. He was good enough to oblige us. He's like, no, you guys are gonna make Thanksgiving. I'm gonna make sure of it. Right. So. And uh, I know for me, for whatever reason, because I was born premature, I did a lot of when people would have that phrase, "I was born ready." I'm always like, I wasn't really. I wasn't <laughs> born ready. I mean, I was. I guess I was ready, but. I don't know why, but that phrase born, always. I was born ready for uh, you know heart heart monitors and uh, <laughs> respiratory like, and yeah. cabbage patch doll clothes. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I still <laughs> remember being a teenager and our aunt Betty explaining to me her method of how she would keep my heart going. So because I was born premature, I had a monitor that would beep my heart would quit working or some shit, and they were told to just shake me which I'm pretty sure you don't shake babies, but that was like the medicine to get my heart to work. And then (laughs) Betty claimed, and also my mom told me I had like 24 ear infections in the first year and a half of my life or something. And so when Betty would babysit me, she would set me on the back of the couch in front of the air conditioner vent with my head and face facing the air conditioner vent so that the air would make sure my lungs and heart kept working. What? It's what she told me, and I was like, Betty, that's not how that show works. But I mean, yeah, I, no. I, I mean, I hear that when I'm 15, so it was like, whatever, <laughs> I'm fine. But I'm like, yeah, mommy, had all those ear infections. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you're supposed to keep babies warm, <laughs> not yeah. in front of an AC unit. <laughs> it makes sense though. Now between that <laughs> or, and then or, hanging out with you with the air conditioners. Back in the day when we played video yeah. games, we I just always like it like an icebox. That's how I am. Dude, that's that's crazy. Yeah, she she basically treated you like uh, one of those camping flashlights that you shake to activate, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so she's just shaking you up and then throwing you out in the cold. <laughs> yeah. But my my mom would say she also had to go to uh, McDonald's and buy the syrup that they make the fountain drinks with. And she'd buy the high C flavored one, and they would have to just give me a tablespoon of straight syrup because it had so much sugar and caffeine in it that it would make sure my heart kept working while I was asleep. And I was uh, like, "Well, how the fuck did I even sleep? Like, I don't." It, here, here's here's the crazy thing: if they were keeping you cold, like if Betty was keeping you cold, she was probably causing your blood sugar to drop, right? Like. <laughs> One thing that they they told us uh, whenever we got the baby in, because like after the baby was born, we rode in the ambulance to the hospital and uh, had to. My wife had to deliver the placenta and stuff like that, and just get admitted into the hospital. But they said that uh, one thing that they they have to be really cautious about when a baby's born outside of the hospital is they get cold and it causes their blood sugar to drop. And so you have a blood sugar level that needs to be about 40, I guess, above 40 uh, for a baby. And so they were really worried about um, our little kid's uh, blood sugar, you know, being being too low. But luckily he was fine. But, yeah, you know, if they're taking a, a little child and putting them in front of an AC unit, you know, that could cause blood sugar to be low. And then you would need a lot of sugar. <laughs> right. And, so, I, and I'll be honest, I don't know. If that's accurate, I'm just saying that's what Betty told me she did to me when I was a teenager. That <laughs> she did when I was an infant. So I, I, I tell you, she, it could have been that you know to get your heart going, 
your mom had to just say, I'm going to leave you with Betty today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I got left with a lot of people. We had a lot of family, you know, like uh, my mom has lots of siblings and my dad has lots of siblings. And so we had like a million fucking cousins. And my mom was like, the one thing about you is you just didn't care who I left you with. I would just drop you off with anybody. And you were like, okay, see ya. She's like, all the other kids would cry, and you were just like, yeah, whatever. So, I at least was cool like that. Um, All right, the other thing we have you here for um, is Pokemon. You got the new Pokemon game, right? Mm Mm-hmm, I sure did. How was that? I've heard uh, mixed reviews online. So, I got uh, Pokemon Shield, which I think is the the least selling out of the two. Right, well, Sword Uh, just sounds sexier. It does. It does, but like, here's why I went with Shield. So there's a couple reasons. So I would log on to my Nintendo account and I would see a couple of friends because I got mine like a day after launch. I didn't get it on launch. Right. And I would see a couple of my friends playing Pokemon Sword. And so I was like, well, I'm going to hedge against my odds of like, you know, collecting all the Pokemon by getting Shield in the thought that I could trade with them, right? Right. So so I, I went with that, and then also, like, looking at the cover, the the Pokemon Shield uh, special legendary Pokemon or whatever is this dog, this, like, wolf, holding a sword in its mouth, whereas the Shield version is an actual, like, uh, wolf that has a mane that looks like a shield, right? He's not holding a shield in his mouth or something. I was like, that looks per- more natural. I think I'll go with that. Right. <laughs> like uh, inst- instead of a dog holding holding a sword. <laughs> I agree. Whenever I saw the, the legendaries announced and the game was announced, I remember thinking the same thing of like, okay, yeah. if I saw a dog with a sword in his mouth, that's all going to scare me. Like, What's a dog going to do with a sword? Right. It can't even bite me at that point. Now, <laughs> um, someday I might get a switch. I've been ta- thinking about it for a long time because Pokemon would be the game that would make me do it. Um, but the reason I haven't is because I bought a 3ds whenever Pokemon go came out, you know, I try to play Pokemon go on the cell phone and it just made me want to play Pokemon, not Pokemon go. Like, I was just like, well, this game's whatever, but I just want to play real Pokemon now. And so me and Koopy at the time, I guess we were just rich people. I don't know how our lives got so different, but we just went out and bought each a 3ds like that day, like the awesome ones, right? Spent all this money was like, you know what? We're going to play these Pokemon games. And then I got, um, or she got X and I got Y or vice versa. I don't remember who got who. And it was amazing. Pokemon X, Pokemon Y were really, really good. I mean, it had like all the old starters, you know, from the original game. And then it had, uh, the awesome starters from like gen two or three. Like, I don't know. They had like, two sets of starters, which we were like, oh, man, that's crazy. And we, we really, really enjoyed that. And then we got Sun and Moon. I got Sun and she got Moon. And we both got to, like, the second island. And we're like, I don't like it as much. And I just haven't played it. So, And then I bought no other games for the Game Boy DS. So I just feel like if I got a Switch, I wouldn't want to get it and then just get Pokemon and then be like, all right, that's it. That's what I got because I feel stupid for doing that with the 3DS. Even though I lo- I enjoyed what I played of that, you know, first Pokemon game, but I do think all the time like, yeah, I kind of wasted some money there, I guess. Yeah, I had a I had a similar experience with the uh 3DS uh getting the Final Fantasy what was it? 4 or something? No, Final Fantasy 3 the Japanese version, I think. Mm-hmm. Um they released that and I was like that was the only game I bought. So I was like, well, this is a waste. Right. But no, uh, back to Pokemon. Um, so far, I would say it, it's okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't even battled the first gym yet. I'm kind of taking it slow. Like, you, what they did with with this one is uh, they they kind of introduced these wild areas, and so like when it comes to capturing Pokemon, you go into these wild areas. And you find like tons of them. So I would say that I've filled out maybe 40 entries on my Pokédex. And oh, wow. I haven't even made it to the first gym. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, compared yeah, to other Pokemon games. One one thing that I don't like about it, and I, I haven't really played a, a Pokemon game since the second gen, I feel like. Right. I feel like that was the last time I played. Anyways, uh, but like... 
some of these Pokemon, you can see them. You can see them out moving around, you know, and you can like run into them or you can find like something rustling in the, in the weeds and you go up to it. Right. So you kind of have a, a control of your encounters, which is good, but like some of the ones that you see, you can't really tell what level they are. And then you run up to them. And it, so like if my Pokemon are level 22 and the thing that I just ran into was like a 28 or 26 or something like that, right? Um, it'll give me a message saying the Pokemon won't let its guard down if I try to throw a Pokeball at it. And I'm like, I just got it into the red, right? Like if I get it into the red, I should be able to throw a Pokeball. And if I don't catch it, I don't catch it. But right. I should have a chance. Well, the only thing I think of, and maybe you've looked it up, is it tied to a gym badge? Is it like you have to have the first badge before you can catch stuff over a certain level? See, I don't, I don't know because like I've heard this similar complaint. There's, they said just said that they went, they saw an onyx in the wild. They went to go catch it, and it wouldn't let them catch it, and they couldn't understand why they could catch some animals. They couldn't, some they could, or some Pokemon they couldn't, some they couldn't. And I was I like, mean, oh, that would be annoying, but I don't know. You know, I haven't played it, of course. Yeah, that that may be the case. I, I haven't really done any research on the game. I'm kind of playing it blindly, uh, just to be right. surprised. I mean, little kids beat this shit in like ten hours. It seems like you should be <laughs> able to, yeah, tell you. like you shouldn't have to look it up. But yeah, yeah. So like, I don't really know which uh which species are unique for each version or anything like that. I haven't I haven't really done any research. Uh, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe that plays something into it. But the odd thing is like, I found a, a, a specific Pokemon that was like too strong for me. And then I went and I like leveled up some. So I went from like level 18 to 22 and then I went back and I was able to catch it. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there. If maybe I just found a different one that was easier to catch or, right. or not special or something. I don't know. But so far, so far it's pretty fun. Um, I really don't see much of a challenge. Like, you know, if, if I were to run into one of those that was, t- you know, too high of a level, I usually just run away and I haven't had a problem with it. Right. Uh, but, um, and your your rival in the game, he chooses the Pokemon that's weak against what you chose. Weird. Which seems odd. Yeah. Like, and then he's going around like, yeah, my legend starts here. And it, I've heard he's really him. annoying. I heard he's more annoying than most rivals. Right, right. Because uh, like he's his brother's this uh this like champion or whatever, so he's trying to live up to his brother. Anyways, uh he. The brother is the one that gives you your starting Pokemon. And uh, he chooses the one that's weak against yours. So, of course, whenever you first battle him, he loses, right? He loses terribly. Right. And he's like, oh, I thought my legend was going to start here. And he's like, oh, well, let's train hard. And then you go and you you meet him again like 15 minutes later. And he's like, he's like, my legend begins now. And you just beat him again. And you're like, seriously, how many times is your legend going to begin? Like, let's. Let's just get past this part. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it is always weird the way that works. I do remember with Pokemon X and Y, that was one of my complaints as well, is it was pretty easy. Um, I don't know if they have it in this new one, but in that they had some weird – you could do these mini games to like boost them up even more. So it would be like hmm. on the little second screen, you could play like some game where you were throwing balls at – a big target like it was just like a whole other separate mini game and if you done enough of that one you could get their speed or attack or whatever you know i would always hyper focus on like one stat and then it made this the game so easy like i could beat pretty much anything no problem i got to the final four whatever they called it there and was you know it just wasn't even a big deal at all so i do think yeah. they kind of target them for kids which of course they do i mean it is made like it is to be a kid's first rpg you know a kid could go from that to a Final Fantasy, you know, turn-based sort of game and be like, see, it's the same structure. You know, you're choosing yeah. your moves or whatever. But I just think they could do so much more with Pokemon. So I was hoping with the Switch version, you know, it'd be like a little more in depth. But then again, I get if they still have to go for kids, you know. Yeah, they they uh, they added some things in there from the Pokemon Let's Go. 
Right. Um, so, so there's like for the switch, there's this, uh, pokeball plus, um, it's like a little controller and, uh, for Pokemon, let's go, you can move a Pokemon into it and you can, uh, pair it up with Pokemon go. And like, instead of having to open up your phone and click the gym spots and stuff like that, or like to throw a ball, you just click the, the Pokemon uh, controller and it'll like hit the gyms and it'll collect the Pokemon and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so for Let's Go, you can actually move a Pokemon in there and walk around. And the more you play with the Pokemon by like shaking the ball or whatever and just by walking around, uh, it gains experience points. Um, so like then you go and you load it back, hook it back up to the game and like, say, you know, if you had the Eevee, your Eevee would go from level 34. And if you spent like three days walking around with it, it would, might be level 42 or something. Right. Right. Um, and so they kind of did use that ball with this as well. Um, which is, which is fine, I guess, you know, you, so you could like level up a Pokemon without actually battling inside the game. Um, but I, I don't think it's needed. And then uh, there's one part where it reads like your save files or something. And uh, if you own Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, you get a free Eevee or a Pikachu. So, so like I got a free Eevee in the second town I came to, um, which is pretty cool. Right. You know, because I, I like Eevees, but I didn't have any like stones to evolve it or anything. So, right. Well, they have new ones now because Koopy loves the Eevees as well. And so, like, her goal when she was playing the XY game was she wanted all the EV types, right? She wanted to get, like, all of them. And there were some that, like, if you got your friendship level to reach a certain thing at during the daytime, then it would be one type. And if it was at the nighttime, it was another. It's like they've added more than just stone stuff. So I know, like, there's all kinds of different EVs. Mm. Um, but anyway, Pokemon sounds cool. Someday I might have to get it. Two more real random video game things and then i'll let you go uh one because it's kind of like pokemon do you remember that game we used to play on playstation one called i think it was jade cocoon or something uh, yes. similar to that yeah. i remember you had monsters and they like they were around you in a shield sort of way and you just you like turned them and they were all element based i haven't thought of that game in forever but for whatever reason last week i was like that sounds like a familiar jade cocoon i have a an image in my mind of it uh, but I don't know if it was any good. I don't remember beating it or anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember beating it either. But uh, now, now that you mention, I haven't ever like I haven't thought of that game in I don't know probably since I played it. But like, yeah, you could like combine the the monsters, right? Like you'd catch them, and then you could like combine certain certain ones. Yeah, and then they make a, like it was a. I remember at the time playing it, thinking this is way cooler than Pokemon because I came off of Pokemon and played it, and it was like they have this is next level shit with the 3D graphics <laughs> and all that. But you know, of course, Pokemon won that one. I guess I don't remember who made it or anything, but I'm gonna try to look into that, uh, see if I can figure it out. Um, oh, also, since this episode's gonna come out the day before Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday, there's supposed to be some crazy sales. I think you can get like a PlayStation Four with like three of the best games for $200. I think their switches are going to be on sale for 150 is what I've heard. Uh, so mm. anyway, lots of good video game deals out there that it'll be hard for me not to spend all my money on. Right. Yeah. Cause so. I've been wanting a, a PlayStation. My, my, my biggest issue is I know that the, the PlayStation five is probably going to come out around 500 bucks. Yep. If I'm guessing. So, like, do I buy a PlayStation? Because I think the deal you're talking about is like a PlayStation, a one terabyte slim, right? I believe so. And I think it comes with God of War, Horizon, and something else. And I was like, just off those two. I mean, those are my two favorite games of the generation, probably. So I was like, those are good games. And it's pretty cheap yeah. for the console. Yeah, and I, I've been wanting to play uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That that looks pretty intense. It really It's so great. And uh I think it'd be hard to get back into because I haven't played it in a while, you know, but whenever you get like really into it and you learn how to use all the tools and stuff, it just, you feel good when you're playing it, right? You're like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. Like <laughs> You feel cool about it. 
Uh, I'm kind of worried that like if I were to uh, if I were to get one th- this winter or whatever, that I'd just be stuck. Like, man, now I got to get a VR, right? Like, I gotta, I gotta I get all this stuff all the it. time. There's rumor <laughs> out right now that the PS5 you won't need the extra box. You know that the PR the PSVR unit comes with, so that maybe mm. there'll be a way they're just gonna be able to hook just like a headset to it or something. So I'm curious to see how they integrate. I'm gonna wait until whatever the next model is. I don't I don't think I'm gonna go with you know because I've waited this long. I feel like I can wait to see what the next iteration is. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about like how uh, the wires are just too much in this generation. Right. Uh, but I I did see. Uh, there was a patent link for the PlayStation 5 controller. Yeah, it's just a little bit bigger, I think. Yeah, yeah, they said it was a little bit bigger, but they also said that it was missing one of the components that allows it to be used with VR. Yeah, they're taking out the light bar, which will be awesome, so the battery will last longer. I'm just assuming they're going to sell whatever the next VR unit is. It'll have its own controller. Yeah, they'll that, probably go back to those little stick things. Yeah, I still own uh, one set because I had a PlayStation Move. PlayStation Move and Sports Championship was still the best PS3 game that existed, I think. It was so good. <laughs> um, but the last thing I was going to bring up on video games, uh, and then I got to call EJ. Hopefully, if he ends up backing out, I'm going to sound like an idiot right there. Um, but there's this game I really, really love called Game Dev Tycoon, and it's a PC game. And when me and Powell used to live together, uh, the story came out that this guys, I think it's called Greenheart Games or something was the name of the company, that they put out this game and they put out a pirated version of their own game that if you got it, uh, because the game, the basis is you make video games throughout the ages, you know, you start in a garage and build your team up and you work, you know, through the current modern day. Um, once you got to a certain point, all your games would get pirated in the pirated version of the game. And then you, and then you would lose because you couldn't sell anything because people were pirating. And it was really funny. And so off of that, I went, I bought the game off that news story. I was like, that's funny. I'm gonna try this game out. And uh, I paid like seven dollars for it. Whenever it came to Steam, they sent me an email of, hey, here's your Steam code. And then I, according to Steam, I played like four or five hundred hours of it. Um, so that before Steam, you know, because I played it as well. And then I've also bought it on my phone and played it all the time. I just I just really enjoy this game called Game Dev Tycoon. Well, apparently they have a another game that's come out called let me make sure I pull this up. I think it's Mad Games Tycoon. And this person, I don't know if it's the same people, if it's someone that was just inspired heavily by Game Dev Tycoon, but they've made a 3D version of this game. And where like you can kind of build your office in like a Sims way. Like you put up your walls and where you want your desk. They just added a little bit more to this game I've put so many hours into, right? And I came uh-huh. across my radar because it came up on PlayStation 4 this week, and it's also out on Switch and Xbox One, but you can get it on Steam right now for like 10 or $15, but it's $30 on console. So I'm not... Oh, so I, I, I can't do it. I cannot spend $30 on this game because if you look at it, it doesn't. it's not pretty to look at necessarily, but I do think I'll love it just because you could... It's a kind of a total rip-off with a slight upgrade over this other simulation game I really like. So anyway, that's someday when that's on sale, I will try and let everyone know how it is. But I was pretty pumped today when I learned it existed. Yeah, surely it wouldn't wouldn't take it too long to go on sale if it's on Steam for half price. Right, that's what I'm thinking too. It's just the first week it's out. So I'm like, maybe it'll drop soon. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of of, uh, little smaller developers, I think they release like – at a um, moderate price on consoles, and then they do sales. That way, they boost their numbers and keep the sales coming in for you know three months or so. Right. I saw what game. There was a game on sale yesterday, and it was on sale for a dollar ninety nine. And even then, I was like, Nah, I don't think I'd ever play. It. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know, the volumes. You know, you messed up somewhere if you can't even sell it for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, I was like, Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't think this is for me. So. Yeah. But all right, man, thanks for coming on with your crazy baby story. Uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, dude, my, my wife started making my mama's chicken and dumplings for me. Perfect. Whew. I know. I'm really, I'm honestly really good. I'm, I'm pretty good. My dad tells me that I make chicken and dumplings like your mom. He's like, oh, these are good as pennies. And I'm like, well, yeah, why don't you learn how? It's not too bad. But, you know, uh, 
that is an awesome one. I'm making those on Thanksgiving Day myself, and my parents are coming up. Uh, so that's my plans. Very nice. Yeah, they they up here they don't make uh, cornbread stuffing. They they make it with like a flourish type bread or whatever. I don't know. But uh, so so my wife will make me the chicken and dumplings. Uh, I'll make the cornbread stuffing, and then I'll make like pecan and pumpkin pies. So nice, yeah. Coopy's grandmother has the best stuffing recipe. Like when I eat it, I'm like, holy shit, where did y'all hide this? Like, how does no one else have this recipe? It is so good. So that is always uh, my favorite around. The- I'm doing that Friday. So anyway, th- those are my Very plans. Nice. Plans this holiday. But anyway, man, so, uh, I love this time of year. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I get Absolutely. I get mad that Christmas overtakes it personally. <laughs> but all right, thanks man. Yeah, catch you later. Peace. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions or corrections, please email us at a podcast with mo that is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and I'm back. A change of plans happened because before the little email break, I said I thought EJ was going to call us. Uh, didn't happen. I woke up at 6.45 this morning a.m. on a Saturday to do the call, and he just ghosted on me. So um, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm not trying to be too hateful, but I had a backup, like always, which is Koopy. Never fails. I'm here in the last minute clutches. Right. You're the safety net of the podcast. <laughs> um, so you're my wife, case people don't know that. And so you're going to fill in to do top five favorite Thanksgiving foods mm. because you like holidays. Gobble till you wobble. Gobble till you <laughs> fucking wobble. <laughs> Um, and then we also really enjoy Bob's Burgers, and they're like the only show that has a Thanksgiving yes. song, and we really enjoy it. So, uh, anyway, everyone go look at the Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving song. It's great. Now, the reason why you can qualify to be on this, and EJ was going to be on it because he said he was allergic to turkey, and so he couldn't eat it. And you like ham over turkey, so we'll just get that out of the way. We're going to just make the de facto your number one choice ham, (laughs) my number one choice turkey, so we each have a meat base to start with, because uh, for our top five list on this podcast, lately anyway, we were doing like, once someone picks something, you can't pick it. Okay. Okay. uh, I have turkey, you have ham. Uh, Why do you like ham? Explain. I like the ham because it's just kind of like a sweet meat. I don't know. Um Turkey's just kind of bland to me. I know people say it makes you sleepy, and I think there is something to that. I, from what I understand, I think most recent studies suggest it's a lot of a placebo effect, and there is whatever the chemical is. I can't think of it at the moment, but it's not enough to affect you the way people act like. Well, I just think ham just adds, I don't know. It's just a good, it's just delicious. I don't know. It has lots of flavor, juicy. Um and it makes me think of Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird because she dresses up as a ham right. for like, her county fairs. You like that book? Pageant. Um, I will say your family, they do normally do like a sweeter glaze. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, for me, normally the ham I would have was just a plain, just ham flavor. Salt salt, pork. Salted pork, right. Um, and I do remember the first time I ever had like a nice glazed ham uh, was, uh, you know, Cousin Shad, he had a friend, Levi, and I guess she was my cousin, too. I, we had this cousin or something that was married to this dude, and that guy made this pineapple glazed ham, and it was like, oh, yeah. this is really good. Yeah, pass the damn ham. Yeah, it's so, good. Um, now, I personally, is because, like I said, my growing up experience of, that, of ham was that. I've always loved turkey, and turkey, when we were younger, to me, seemed like a more special Thanksgiving thing, where now there is turkey sandwich it like you can get sliced turkey sandwiches all the time like that just didn't seem to exist until i was like 10 right and some tom turkey because i just don't remember that like maybe it was just my family we had bologna sandwiches and we had ham sandwiches right and we had ham all the time um so turkey seemed more special 
Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I like it as it's being carved when it's all hot and juicy. Right. But then once you wait an hour or so, it just seems like it gets dried out quickly. and It does. It does. now. But that's where the gravy comes in. Right. Very true. So um, I will say I do enjoy the turkey um, like the next day on a sandwich or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, when I made my own turkey, your grandparents let us borrow a roaster a couple years ago. And it was really good. Yeah, and it was easy. Yeah, way easier than I thought it would be in a roaster. And you could um, use your oven for other things. Yeah, so anyway, if anyone out there needs an idea. Also, growing up, I remember when deep-fried turkeys became the thing. Changed the game. It was so good. You'd go to some event that have a deep-fried turkey, and it was like, no, this is great. I also come from a family of like a million people. Like I have a million cousins on both sides of my family. So typically there was like a large family event going on yeah no. well when i was younger we had larger gatherings but now people have dispersed and right all right so took out ham and turkey so what are you going to go with as your second choice hmm, i think i'm gonna have to say the green bean casserole because it has just all the right levels of like warm comfort food but lots of flavor with the french onions and the mushroom cream of mushroom i don't know it's just a good combo of salty deliciousness right i never liked green green bean casserole growing up i will say eating it at your grandparents house like the way they make it it is pretty good it's better than any other i had so i get why you like it but even now i just get a little bit on my plate to please people and then i always add if, if i'm making it i add extra french's french onions right so. i could see that I really like them a lot, but I think it's really good. And it's, yeah, some people don't like it, so there's usually plenty. Right. And I think you chose that one so that I could choose my second one, which is the best, <laughs> which is dressing, what some mm. people would call stuffing. Now, Rusty, earlier on this podcast, made it clear of what we eat here in Oklahoma, for the most part, is cornbread stuffing or dressing. dressing. Cornbread dressing. It's stuffing if it's in a turkey, but no one fucking does that here. Um so we are going to try the day after this podcast comes out. We're going to try to make your grandma's recipe of the best dressing I've ever had. Like when I eat it, I'm always like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" It is really good, and I'm not sure if we'll be able to live up to it, but we'll try. We're going to try. I remember last year your mom being like, um, "It's messed up. We added too much of this or that," and it came out. I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, I don't. Everyone always says that every year that it doesn't. It's not as good as last year. It's just a thing people say. I think in our family. Uh, gotcha. I think they're fishing for compliments. Um, now, <laughs> growing up, I also did enjoy uh, dressing as well uh, because again, I like turkey, and it's to me, it's just you get a buy a piece of turkey with some dressing, and then that's the bite you take. You know, like it goes together. Um, I. Growing up, people always put too much celery or too many onions. Or my mom, like my parents would just be like, we're making stovetop. And it's like, well, it's not quite the same thing, but that's how my parents would do it, you know. Uh, but your grandmother has a great recipe, and we're going to try it out. So I'm pretty excited about that. But that's my number two uh, most favorite. Mm, it is delicious. It's, it's pretty amazing. Epic. We also have it at Christmas. So. It would honestly be number one if we didn't do the default meats first right but you get it yeah um our dog i'm sure y'all can hear prancing around on our hardwood <laughs> floors but she's cute um all right what are you gonna go with for number three hmm number three is kind of a hard one for me uh i guess i would have to say the mashed potatoes because it goes well with the gravy too and i love the gravy right um, so since I don't normally get ham or I, I mean, turkey, I have ham dressing mashed potatoes and then I put the gravy on both the dressing and the mashed potatoes. Right. I do. I personally feel like the mashed potatoes are to ham is what the dressing is to the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Right. They pair well. They pair well. Um, now people can mess up mashed potatoes. I've had plenty of bland, flavorless, not good mashed potatoes. But if someone pulls off some really good homemade mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. That's usually what we have homemade. It's so good. Lots of butter. Right. Like we quit buying the powdered packages for like just normal cooking. 
And they just, they seem to have gotten worse over the last hour. And long. maybe we're adding like too much water, but they just taste like water, like mushy water. Yeah. So, um, so homemade for sure. Homemade is the way to go. Um, I don't have anything else to add. I think mashed potatoes are good. I mean, they're good, solid. To me, I guess if I, I don't necessarily think of Thanksgiving, but then again, you have to have it at Thanksgiving. You know, so it's a weird. Yeah. I mean, some one. people might also have corn. I don't do corn. We don't right, like really pow do. Right, like powwow, for instance, they always do corn. Like and mashed corn. potatoes goes well with corn. Right. So if you're doing corn, I think it's a pretty good combo. But yeah, we don't mess with the corn. Yeah. All right. Typically, they go well together. For my number three, I'm going to go with something that definitely is in my family's Thanksgiving, not so much in yours, which is chicken and dumplings. Uh, chicken and dumplings uh, as a staple of my dad's side of the family like that. I mean, that just said everything. Uh, my granny Fern made really good chicken and dumplings. My aunt Penny, Rusty's mother, um, Rusty, who we've talked to, you know, on this episode, uh, I've seen to make it similar using your grandmother's recipe is about the same as how they made it. So it all seems to work out pretty well, but we make it all the time now. So it's not yeah. just a Thanksgiving thing, but like, I do think of it as a holiday meal. I would say I, I love chicken and dumplings, but it's just never served at our Thanksgiving. But we did have it a lot, like just on a Sunday or something. My right. mom would make it. So, for instance, I want to make it with our other meal we're going to make on Thanksgiving Day when my parents come up. But it would be so much food. For just four people. For just four of us. So we're going to see. We're going to make it early and then we can eat on it. Leftovers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But um, I love chicken and dumplings. Uh, for a lot of people out there, the dumplings, there's different types of ways to make it, right? For me, I shred the chicken, put it back in, and then we throw biscuits in in random sizes, typically pretty small. But like we just pinch off some dough and throw in there and make some dumplings. Some people do big-ass dumplings. Some people roll them flat and cut out perfect squares. Some people put a whole biscuit in, like – and it's like one, like four big dumplings in the bottom of the thing, you know, like, so there's a lot of different variety of chicken and dumplings. I can only do the top I like, you know, right. when you have the other kind, you're like, this isn't chicken and dumplings. Yeah. Once, once you're used to it a certain way, you, you can't really adapt. Right. Like if you ever get a can of chicken and dumplings, like, like soup, you know, as it looks like, it's just not the same. It's not real chicken and dumplings. Yeah. So anyway, um, I had to have that as my number Three. So, what are you going to go with for your fourth pick? It's getting hard because I really don't – I'm pretty kind of boring when it comes to my Thanksgiving plate. But maybe I would put uh, definitely a nice warm roll with butter. I would say that's actually a good one for you because you – you and your family love rolls. I love rolls, yeah. But you in particular do love rolls. And people in my family do as well. To me, it's always a thing I forget. Oh, my God, yeah, I didn't get a roll. So it would never be on my list. But you do. <laughs> I do get one or two rolls. And they're just good. Yeah, especially warm with butter. Right. I mean, there is. it's hard to beat some butter on some fresh bread. That's very true. Just in general. Sarah I think, is what we go with. Yeah, and then there's also the... Same ones that make the pig in the blankets that we've bought. Those rolls are pretty good, too. They I think have, those are Sarah Lee. No, nah, they're a different lady's name. But anyway. Marie Callender. Maybe. Might be it. Um, all these women. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're uh, cooking companies. All right. For my number four, I'm going to go with one that I get asked to make a lot for your family's Thanksgiving because, you know, they have to have a dish. And it's something I personally like. It don't a lot of people do, which is I would call candy yams is what I call them. I understand that yams and sweet potatoes are like the same thing but different. Depends on the hemisphere or something. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I call it sweet potato casserole. Right. I say candy yams because I cook it with butter, brown sugar, and marshmallows, and it is a dessert that you just – pretend as a side while you're eating your other but food. But you bake it in a casserole dish, so it's like a casserole. Right, it is. Um, last year, for the first time, I made it with, like, fresh sweet potatoes that I cut up myself, and it was way better, I think. And we've so, also added nuts. Yes, we've added pecans to the recipe. So I'm going to do that again this year. I'm going to do two separate ones, one for each uh, event. event. And hopefully it turns out good. But um, I've always loved sweet potatoes or sweet potato casserole or candy yam since I was a kid. Um, I don't know. They're soft and they're sweet. Seem to be good for me. Yeah, they. I, I can only have like a little scoop. It's just a nice little balance of sweetness. 
But it's definitely more of a dessert, yeah. Right. And little kids normally like it. Like niece and nephew. Yeah. You know, normally like it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, well, it's And they like the marshmallow factor. Right. It's all sugar. <laughs> um, all right. What are you going to go with for your last choice? My, my go-to dessert, which is pumpkin pie with the Cool Whip. Got to have the Cool Whip. Mm-hmm. Or it's not even worth having, really, you know? Yeah. So I love pumpkin pie at, all year round, but... Yeah, as a kid, I would say that was my favorite for sure. I loved that and carrot cake were like my two desserts when I was a little kid. Um, I still love pumpkin pie, as you know. Um, but there might be like one, a couple things that are like more than pumpkin pie, you know, these days. I can sometimes remember seeing like a chocolate pie, like a chocolate, like Oreo crust, chocolate mousse with whipped cream. Right. Those are good too, but it's not necessarily a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving thing. thing right. But sometimes those show up. Right. I do think pumpkin pies are the most Thanksgiving pie. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, for my fifth one, to kind of round out, I don't know if I want to go with the dessert. I have one more thing that's not a dessert I kind of want to shout out because I don't know if I'm going to eat any this year or not. And I love them, which are deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably be around. Those seem more of like an Easter holiday thing. You think so? Christmas, Easter. See, I think of deviled eggs for sure. It's any family event. Um, but oh, also, once I made deviled eggs myself, I was like, these are great. They're even better fresh. Because normally, what happens is people make them the day before their family events. So you're getting like cold, day-old deviled eggs. But when you make deviled eggs yourself... They're like way better. I th- well, we I think. have some eggs. We could make some on the side. We could. It's not that hard. So, deviled eggs for anyone doesn't know, you just boil some eggs, take that yolk out, blend Add it mustard. in with some mustard and mayonnaise. Paprika. Some people do um, relish. Yeah. In there, I normally I make some with relish, some without if I can because I don't like relish personally. But it does add a little crunch. Um, and then you put those back into the egg white, and then you sprinkle a little paprika on the top and they're delicious i mean they're so easy and they're so good i was always the one who scooped out the the stuff and just ate the white <laughs> egg I, was, yeah, I'd be the, I mean i loved uh boiled eggs as a kid like for easter i was one of those kids it was like yep let's go eat these eggs i've been sitting out here the easter bunny hid three hours yep. ago and i'm like ah, ah, ah. i'm yep. so good <laughs> um all right honorable mention the only other thing i have is pecan pie i do also love pecan pie uh, it's a little too sweet for you, you say? Yeah, I can't do it. It hurts my teeth just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm I'm just a big fan of pecan pie. So that one almost made my fifth, but deviled eggs just barely beat it out. My honorable mention would just have to be sweet tea. Okay. Nice glass. Because I'm a beverage. I dr- eat and drink at the same time. Right, we're, know- we're very different. So you want a drink before you eat. And you're going to drink on it while you're eating your meal. Like, take a bite, take a drink. Take a bite, right, take a drink. Right, I like a cleanse my palate sort of thing. Where, to me, I might take a little sip before I start, and then I don't drink it at all until I'm done eating. Right, and to me, that just seems like, oh my gosh, how can you, like, doesn't your mouth get hot? Like, don't you need to cool it off with some cool <laughs> beverage? Like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. So, I'm going to have to also shout out some sweet tea. I also enjoy sweet tea. It's a good call. Um all right, last thing I'm going to talk about, and then we're going to be done here, um, is I'm not getting to go to your family's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, I'm a little sad about it because I'm going to miss you. I know, I'll miss you too. So uh, we are going to do our own Thanksgiving, like we had mentioned earlier, with my parents who are coming up for Thanksgiving Day, and I'm going to try to cook um, some food. And then the next day, the plan was we were going to go see to your grandparents, and they do their normal Thanksgiving thing the day after Thanksgiving. And they have good food, and I'm... I was, you know, I was excited about it. And then your mom, for a couple years, has, I've been like, I would love any Thunder tickets. And yeah. she's like, oh, well, if I ever get any through my job, I'll try to pass them along. And it's never happened, so I've kind of given up. And then... Um, <laughs> she, well, she gets them, but then they go. Right, they just go. They never so had any. They she hasn't need. had a chance. She hasn't had any that they didn't want. Right, so... Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, there's a Thunder game, and she's like, hey, do you want these tickets? But you are not allowed to go. Well, I think I could go if you didn't have anybody else. But yeah, they would miss me at Thanksgiving if so, I wasn't there. I've invited Skinny to go, as long as he drives me. That's basically the rule. Um, then we're going to go to the Thunder game uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. 
sorry, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So hopefully um, it's cool and they win, putting the Pelicans It's at night. It's a 7 o'clock game and you have center seats. So Yeah, it's like the third row and the second tier center court, which apparently is really good. I'll let people know how good it is next week. Um, but that's pretty cool. But I am going to miss Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday, the Big Mill. So that's why I'm really hoping the dressing we make on Thanksgiving, me and you, lives up. Eek! That's where all the pressure is mounting. We might end up with some stovetop. <laughs> it could happen. So I grew up. It's fine. We'll see. Um, We're going to give it an honest effort, though. Right, yeah. I, I think we could maybe do it. Um, You're a good cook, so. I am, but those directions aren't, like, real detail-oriented in that cookbook. No, yeah, you just kind of got to know what you're doing. So, uh, <laughs> Tells you the measurements, basically. That's I am it. a good cook. I, I do think things I cook. But almost every night, I look up what I'm cooking. Just like, even though I've cooked this 12,000 times, I'm just going to look up the recipe tonight and see what this says. And yeah, and, this is like, just add some sage, add some... <laughs> yeah, it has no actual <laughs> uh, measurement amounts. I'm like, all right. Celery, add, just, you know, chop some onions, some celery... <laughs> So, wish us luck. Um, hopefully, me and Skinny have a good time at the Thunder game. Yeah, and I'm going to be spending some time with my family, and then it'll be time to go back to work. So I know. I, was, I had so many plans of things I was going to get done over this hey, break, and it just isn't happening. You hung up Christmas lights today, which is pretty awesome. I hate it more than anything else in the world, almost. And um, I did it. And the whole time, I was like, I hate this. But you did it pretty fast. You did it less than 30 minutes. I wish we lived in an apartment. Never had to deal with this. Oh, come on. You you only put them around the windows. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I guess. But I'm excited to see him once it gets dark. Well, it's almost that time. Yeah. Well, we're going to get off here. I'm going to record a music podcast tonight so people have stuff to listen to two days from now. Um, Hopefully that's awesome. But all right. Thanks for coming on Talking Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Peace.
Hate of the, the Mo makes beats. <laughs>